0: Okay, guys. uh, This one is very phenomenal interview. Like I'm very excited for this show host, uh, show guest actually to start talking. But first me, let me introduce you to the person that we having sitting here in front of us. Her name is Alina Trigub. And I'm not going to read the entire bio because it's quite long because it's very impressive. So I'm just going to leave it in the show notes for you to read. But she's the founder and a managing partner of Samo Financial. That's S-A-M-O Financial. It's a, a boutique private equity firm specializing in helping a select group of people passively invest in commercial real estate. For over six years, Alina has been an equity partner in various multifamily private placements nationwide. Alina's business motto has been articulated by well by Warren Buffett, indicating that someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago that's a great quote by the way her passion is to teach others how to build wealth and the bio as i told you it continues so you can read the full version you can read the full version in the description down below again go and check it out the s-a-m-o financial that's s-a-m-o financial Uh, for more bio and just free content about real estate investing. So, again, thank you very much for being on the show, Alina. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Martinez. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, you know, again, as I told you prior before the interview, I just love the stories. So I can't wait to actually dig in deep and and see what your story is. Again, first of all, like, I want to just bow down and say, you know, like seeing women in real estate space, it's phenomenal. Again, the things that you accomplished, like guys, you should go and follow Alina, what she's accomplished in real estate space is unbelievable. And it's just not for for the, like talking about the women for anybody, but you know, it's kind of a space that a lot of men are in. So like if we'd see more women just like you, it will be, it will be much better. So, so going back to the start, can you take us back to the start? And like, where did you start it? where does your journey in real estate investing started and how did you end up in the position that you are right now?
1: Sure. Um, and th- thank you uh, for, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for compliments and everything, but I, I wanna point out something. Real estate is a team sport and um, I wouldn't be able to be here today without all the partners and friends and supporters that I, Found and met along the way, and I uh, truly believe what Jim, wrote, Jim Ron said long time ago that your uh, the compilation of five people around you is very very true. Because um, ever since I started networking and meeting these wonderful folks uh, within real estate, within the entrepreneurship, state in general, I met so many phenomenal people that um, I I was able to learn from and gain the experience from and just uh, Here and see what they do in that it has helped um, in my personal development and to get me where I'm at today tremendously in general uh, my journey started probably in my undergrad when I was getting my degree in accounting which I never really wanted to do but um, as as an immigrant at that time uh, from f- former Soviet Union, um, I thought that I needed to get a degree that will get me a job, which was true. I, I got a job before I even graduated from college. Um, I worked as a tax accountant uh, in public and private world, never really liked it, and left the field um, going into software development and taking a completely different role nothing to do with accounting uh, but more of a liaison between business and technology and i i liked what i was doing um more and I, I was enjoying the, the different roles that I had um, what I was lacking is uh, to find a way as because as I was growing uh, so was growing my income but I, I was lacking to find a way that would help me to lower the implications uh that, um, that growing income had on my taxes and the AMT, alternative minimum tax. And uh, our was a former tax accountant. Taxes has been on, on my mind f- for a while. And um, I always thought that real estate would be a good way to lower taxes, but I haven't really taken action until about six to seven years ago, when I finally uh, started researching, started looking around, uh, trying to find an investment property in tri-state area tri-state area where i live um around new jersey Uh, but given that the prices have always been high here um my search ended up nowhere Um, i didn't buy anything locally and i decided to switch to an out-of-state investing strategy and i um i was while I was looking at the out-of-state investing strategy and doing my research, I came across the world of syndications and uh, the strategy looked pretty interesting. Uh, as I uh, dug a little deeper, uh, I thought this was a good way for me to start investing, which I did. I invested in one syndication as an equity partner than another, and then it was more or less trickle down effect. And um, after enjoying that experience, um, for a while i realized that this is a great way for a lot of people to invest because number one it's completely passive other than doing that um, upfront learning, educating yourself, understanding how the process works, um, and you know, understanding uh, what different commercial real estate classes uh, how they behave and acting. Um, everything else is pretty much would come down to reviewing the um, documents uh, for any deal and deciding whether to invest or not, which which was great. And Uh, What I also realized that talking to friends and family, most people have never heard of such strategy and a lot of people want to invest in real estate, but they shy away from it for exactly that reason. They don't want to become active landlords. They don't want to hear um, from their tenants in the middle of the night about the uh, broken roofs broken toilets um you know everyone wants to have their peace of mind and this strategy was perfect in that sense it was also great because it was allowing to generate residual income completely passively and it was also great um because it, it allows to leverage um that real estate invest investment uh, to save on taxes, um, granted, you generate passive losses at the beginning, but those passive losses can essentially be netted against passive income. So, you know, that's on a high level. But that uh, tax savings component is not available on Wall Street. In other words, if someone decides to invest in REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, which a lot of people Um, at first confuse syndication with the REIT. Uh, REIT is essentially a a type of mutual fund that invests in the real estate only. But when you generate income through REIT, it's only um, that income is taxed at your W-2 tax rate. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Where when you invest through a syndication, um, your income is essentially taxed at lower rates when it's taxed when it's not lost when it's income And that's you know again on a high level without going too much into details yeah, 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 yeah. so there are um, multiple benefits um, of this investing style and i thought that because uh, so few people heard about this. Um, I think it's a great um, idea to bring this to the market and share with a lot of folks and help them to generate that wealth passively, just like I've been doing. And out of that idea of uh, my company, Semo Financial was born with the um, sole purpose, as Warren Buffett said, to be, you know, grow the trees, uh, build up the shade so someone else can sit in the shade. Down the line and enjoy uh, sitting on the bench under the shades.
0: That that is a great story, and you can and you guys, guys can guys and girls. You can feel that this th- this person right here. She's been telling this story for a long time now because she's very good at it. <laughs> Thank very you. Good. It's not the first time she's she's. Yes,
1: I, it. I I told it many times.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Which which is a great story. It's definitely phenomenal. You, you know, I'm I'm just thinking. I have a couple of questions that I want to ask. First of all, you mentioned some people that came across in your life. So I don't know what those people were and how did they pull you in saying like, because there's a lot of different asset classes that probably can, you know, like you you can do better tax wise, like, but like why multifamily in particular, why you got attracted to to that in the first place?
1: So I started investing in multifamily for a simple reason because it was a very familiar, um a uh, type class uh, i i Myself lived in an apartment complex while growing up. Uh, it was workforce housing. So I, I knew the, the class very well. I knew it, what it is, what kind of people would live in an apartment complex. Granted, you know, it depends, it's different from state to state, but essentially I understood what workforce housing meant and what the expectations would be. And that's why it was a lot easier to do the homework and due diligence of something that's more familiar to you. And that's why it was natural. For me, as well as for many other folks, to start out with multifamily first. Got it.
0: And and that's a good that's a good case again. And probably that's why a lot of people invest in the houses because they live course. in the house.
1: Exactly. Move out the house.
0: Exactly. Move, move out the house. Go and live in an apartment building. Maybe you'll start investing in multifamily as well. So you you know it's it's great. I love it. So what about passing investing? as you said, you know, first, when you started, you invested passively in the deals. And prior to the starting this recording, I remember I told you the name of the guy who I had on the show. And he's been investing passively, probably 14 deals plus. Mm-hmm. And that's all he does. He's not active in any deals. Because now the people who are watching this interview are thinking like, I want to be investor, I want to invest in the real estate thing It's a sexy thing. Everybody's going, I need to go as well. So maybe you sure. can explain people why passing investing is actually
1: a good thing as well. Sure. Uh, so imagine, especially on the East Coast where I am, uh, you know, where I'm from. Life is very busy. People are always rushing. Uh, whether it's personal life, business, hobbies, uh, children—if they're at that age that they have kids—and it, it, it's really hard to find the time for something else. However, um, while you have a busy life you you should also take uh, control of building your wealth because um, if when you're young uh you may be capable of working and doing everything but you may also want to enjoy your life and maybe you want to be part of fire at some point uh financial dependent retire early or maybe you just uh, want to work and then enjoy your life uh, when you turn 40 or 50 or 60 whatever it is but in order to get to that point, you need to start building your wealth early. And uh, obviously you can do it through Wall Street investments, but as we all know, um, uh, market is um, very dependent on a lot of factors and it's virtually impossible to predict um, what's gonna happen when, um, unless you know, we're just following uh, what the two and 10% treasury bonds are doing. And again, it's not an exact science. It, it's a lot harder to predict what's going on with the stock market versus what's gonna happen with your real estate investment um, that is hyper-local, that, that is, for instance, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, if you have an apartment complex in Chattanooga, Tennessee, if you know the market well, if you know the area well, you bought uh, the property and you're uh, managing it, um, you will have an idea as to what to expect from vacancy perspective, um, from uh, property management perspective, uh, from uh, obtaining services of other professionals, um, yeah whether it's landscaping or snow plowing and so forth uh you cannot say the same thing about wall street a lot of things are very very unpredictable so Mm -hmm. what i always tell folks that yeah while it's good to have investments in wall street through your 401k your iras you would also want to have some sort of diversification um, and uh, real estate happens to be one of those alternatives uh, that is a, a good option um, as an alternative investment and while you know I'm not giving advice to anyone uh, but w- what I did and I'm talking most about personal example um, yeah. I was looking for a way to diversify to in addition to having stocks bonds mutual fund I wanted to have something else to balance out the portfolio yeah. Yeah. and again it could be things outside of real estate, the alternative investment list is pretty long. Um, Real estate just happens to be one of them. And it's one that fit uh, my interests and my long term goals, but other people can definitely look up and um, find other.
0: Yeah, but it makes total sense, like for me, and I think for the people who are watching, if you're a person who has common sense. Because it's a common sense. Like if you go and buy an apartment building, you're buying an existing business that you're looking to improve and increase the NOI and yeah. you know whatever the extra strategy you might have after. But when you go and buy a stock, you don't buy a business. You buy somebody else's business that is not your business. First of all, to buy the stock. Because right. I mean, you, you cannot control it. And everything in my life that I have going on around me, I don't know how you guys feel. Maybe you can leave a comment saying, do you like to be kind of controlled when somebody you know like has the strings on you and they control of what actions what you do in life, or you get or you like to get in control? Because like stock market won't let you do that. Like you you will never get in control of that. But you know coming back to the properties, I would love to just uh, expand on that a little bit more because you, you you mentioned that you have some deals. Uh, I don't know if you have in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, maybe you can explain, or that's just an example that you gave. It me. was just an
1: example. Yeah, it's, it's a good market. But, um, Martinez, I want to expand, if you don't mind, on something you mentioned uh, in terms of having control. So, when it comes to syndications, uh, there are two sides there is general partnership side, people that yep. are doing uh, all of the work and then there are limited partners, passive investors or equity partners that are only putting their equity or their funds into the investment. So these they folks have, control, yep. have no liabilities, but they also have no control. They have no saying in a partnership. They only are privy to the updates that general partners provide. And even though they're not privy to make a decision, they're privy to all of the updates, they know what's going on with the property. And when it comes to buying the property, um, when it's purchased during that process, general partners typically put together a package uh, where they explain how they strategize, what are they planning to do with the property, and what their expectations are for X many years ahead. Um, and while you know, while it's not an exact science, uh, the main difference between Wall Street versus syndications, um, Wall Street essentially you throw in a dart in the dark. You know, okay, this stock looks good, I'll buy it. Here, they, when you're purchasing apartment complex. Um, it's also risk don't take me wrong it's not in dc insured everything is risky and the tons of risks involved but it's a calculated risk because yeah. essentially what you do you take the financials that exist today um, from the current uh, owner and based on the today's financials and based what you know about the market um, vacancy economic vacancy um, expense uh, uh, ratio how it's going how it's going to grow based on that you pre- into the future your expectations so that's why I'm saying it's it's risk but it's a calculated risk this is what you think is gonna happen obviously you cannot control um, natural disasters or if thefts or vandalism is gonna happen but outside and for that you buy the insurance outside of that you are able to project what's gonna happen with your property and it doesn't happen even to be an apartment complex it could be a single-family house or a duplex for so, with, with for all that matter, you can predict into the future what your expectations are with any real estate property. Yeah,
0: yeah. and you're going to hear those predictions from sophisticated investors who's been in the market for a long time. So, that's what I'm talking about. The, the prediction, and I thank you for clarifying LPs sure. and GPs and the difference you know, between those two but there's still more control and what i mean by that because if you have uh, you know sophisticated investors just like yourself who've been in business for a long time you can already predict and control what's going to happen with the deal you already know if you're going to invest 50k or 100k you kind of know what you're going to get because these guys and girls and they've been doing this business like tens of decades now and everybody's like they they never had the deal go bad maybe you know there was kind of you know maybe maybe returns wasn't that good as expected but you know but it's still better than it's a stock market so and and like if you put the same money now in the stock market, particularly now (laughs) what's 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 going on in the stock market I don't know if you're going to come out like earning anything so that's what I'm saying that's why I think it's it's a good deal multifamily so coming back to the deals that you're currently uh, investing in I would love for you to kind of uh like spill out. What do you have uh, currently like in your pipeline or maybe the deals that you currently have, you know, controlling assets that you have, like in what states? Because I think it's it's important for people to understand why you're choosing the states and how big are the properties and what, what you're planning to do with them and when it comes to the Dexter strategy. Sure
1: so and while I, I can't talk uh, about um the current deals um because of the guidelines yeah that's not allowed but um i can give you a general overview typically um uh, the way we approach this is based on a specific commercial asset class and uh, the state of the market uh, for that particular area so for instance again let's take multifamily. we look where uh, the population is growing where the jobs are going and where the major employers are staying and uh, the markets we like a lot are taxes i mean I, I like tennessee in general but I, I don't have anything in tennessee um we like florida also um, as a great market and florida is actually also good for storages and um, we, we have a storage in Florida and the reason for that is because again the area has a lot of condos and typically people with condos uh, don't have a lot of space so they're, they're looking for extra space to put their belongings and not only that uh, because of the um, uh, warmer climate uh, they some of the units in that area uh, built as climate control to allow um, to, to store their belongings under the temperature, uh, where, you know, nothing's going to happen to them. So you also have to account, um, the area and the weather conditions of the area where you're buying a specific commercial asset class and uh, where, where you're renovating it. And whether it's multifamily or storage or something else, um, these supplies that you're buying to renovate the units have to also reflect the area, whether it's you know a harder climate or colder climate. Um, you, you wanna buy the supplies uh, that, that will be um, reflective of the climate and will be able to last for a long time if that makes yeah. sense
0: yeah there, there's a lot of variables I mean in this industry and probably some of you guys and the girls are watching Alina and thinking like man I want I want I want to be the same I want to be the same I want to talk the same and I mean you have a lot of knowledge and people can sense that I mean I'm just blessed to be in a presence currently and just have you on, on the mm-hmm. show you know but can you just explain coming back to your journey part like where did you collect it because i know it's it's doing the deals doing the talk like walk in and just just taking a lot of action but what was that transition for you going from accountant to actually pursuing the the dream of becoming a real estate investor what was that journey in the time frame sure uh
1: accountant was long time ago uh i i left the field gosh uh, i think it's been about 20 years since I left accounting field, right. I've been in software development. Uh, but yeah. in general, uh, it started with reading a lot. And when I say reading, it wasn't just reading books about commercial real estate. There was also uh, books on personal development. Because um, as you're reading those books, you need to make sure that you open up your mind to opportunities. Um, it's not always a matter of um, you know looking straight forward, straight ahead. Sometimes you need to look around you and see what else is available and you you need to have an open mind um, when you're approaching, um, like you said, real estate investment is a business and it is a business. So um, having an open mind helps a lot because that helps you um, to develop specific um, plan for your business by having the right mindset and by putting together the Um, The right goals for yourself. But again in order to achieve these goals um, you have to put your mind to it and you need to have a, a really strong why and what I mean by that is Why are you starting this business? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because if you don't have a strong why It will be virtually impossible to achieve what you want to achieve and the road is not easy Uh, there are tons of obstacles on the way and it's very very difficult and you need to be able to um, get up find a way to go around the obstacle and basically dust off and go and continue going despite all the challenges on the way but in order to do that again you need to have a very strong why and very strong reason as to why are you doing what you're doing what are you trying to achieve and what do you see and where do you see yourself and, and your partner or your family um, down the line and down the line maybe three five maybe ten or fifteen years down the road but you have to stay consistent uh, keep moving and as far as the plan you have to keep adjusting the plan or as one person said pivoting so you're working towards your plan and if you see that the plan needs adjustment or you need to take the right turn or the left turn you just pivot and take the turn and continue moving and continue adjusting your plan does
0: that, that answer your
1: question that,
0: yeah that that is a good golden nugget right here so thank you thank you for sharing that and i love the way you approach things you just you know i said going from accountant to to the real estate it was like no 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 i, I finished that long ago and this is when I said, you know, passing, investing, you you have the control. No, no, no. There is LPs and GPs. You always, you know, like giving giving more and educating. I'll, I just love the approach. I just want to say that, you know.
1: Thank so, you. Yeah, the former, the former accountant is speaking up in <laughs> for sure. I like the facts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. that. That's great. So coming back to, you know, personal development and what you said, just getting more clarity of and finding the why, what you want to accomplish in the business, it's very strong. it's It's the basis of any anything you know if you're you know um, a business owner you need a strong buy if, if you don't have a business you need a strong why. why you want to go and pursue this job or do whatever you want in life so there's those people called mentors as well so i would like to for you maybe to speak on a little bit about that because there is a lot of uh, mentorships now available everybody's kind of you know take my six-figure course, five-figure, there's different, you know, numbers that we can put out there, you know, different uh, available courses. Would you recommend for people to go and explore this option when they're looking to get started in the business? That's for the active people.
1: Yeah. So what I typically tell people is, uh, it's something they need to explore and decide what they want to do. And by the way, there are different uh, types of um, offerings available some are offering mentorship where it's uh, complete hand-holding and taking them through the course that people are offering but then there are also coaches people mm. and if, if you think of coach it's someone who is available to you as a resource where you can ask questions and they will Uh, provide guidance, but they're not going to be hand-holding, doing the hand-holding. They're just going to challenge you or they may help you open up your mind to another opportunity or, like I said, help you with that personal development, but it's not the person who's going to, let's say, take you through the underwriting or take you through the specific steps of due diligence. So there's coaching, there's mentorship, there are books, podcasts, networking events. So um, there are tons uh, of different educational resources available, and it's a matter of personal preference and personal financial situation as to what the person wants to achieve and how fast they want to achieve it. When they hire a mentor, obviously it shortens the duration of how long it takes them to get from destination A to destination B. It doesn't mean they won't get there without the mentor, Uh, they can absolutely get there without paying 30,000 that 30000 may go into the mistake they'll make, or maybe they will not make that mistake, or maybe it'll cost them $1,000 or 5000 nobody knows. But essentially, uh, people that hire mentors do that because they want to shorten that duration and they want to have uh, that backup that if they don't know what they're doing with their investment, that they have someone watching their back and making sure um, that whatever step they're taking is the right step. Now there there are obviously alternatives that you can try to partner with experience uh, but again, you have to bring something significant um, of of significant value to the table in order for that um experienced partner to agree to partner out with you. Yeah. it's challenging, it's hard to do, but it's possible so so there are ways to avoid that. Um, you can hire a coach if uh, you want someone to will hold you accountable and will keep pushing you, but the coach is not who is going to be educating you. you So that's, that's the difference. So yeah. there are essentially tons of different options and the, um, each individual needs to decide what works best for them. Yeah.
0: What they want definitely for sure. And, uh, again, love for clarifying the differences on that. And I mean, there's definitely, you know, different level courses available, but what you said, it's so true. People just have to decide of what they want. Again, for the people who are watching and thinking like, I would love to get a mentor, but paying somebody six figures is kind of a, not like, it's the position that I'm not in right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's again, I, different resources that you just mentioned, just like podcasts and books. So mm-hmm. from your personal experience, maybe you can recommend people like three personal business, uh, real estate development, anything, you know, top in that space, three books that people should should definitely read.
1: I personally like uh, both of David Lindell books. Um, one is called Multifamily Millions. Uh, the other one, I think uh, the title has Emerging Markets in it but if you just search for David Lindell, both books will come up I I think they provide great foundation Um, obviously they're not the the only ones there are tons of other books Um, Jason Biggs oh my god um, they I I actually have a whole book library if anyone is interested I can uh, send you the link if you want to leave it in the short notes people uh. are welcome to go to that library and buy the books and by the way the proceeds from uh, I, I get Amazon affiliate link so the process Uh, from those purchases, whatever, a small amount I get, go directly to the charity benefiting the children. So um, there's a value in that as well. But um, in addition to books, I think listening to podcasts is beneficial, as well as going to networking events, meeting people in person, asking questions, hearing their stories, hearing their presentations. And as you network, um, as you continue going to the same... Uh, real estate club, um, and people start uh, recognizing your face, uh, it will help you to number one, build credibility, and number two, potentially find partners or find investors, or maybe find that future mentor or coach um, at the next event. So, I, I think that's also beneficial doing the combination of those. And those typically are very inexpensive and easy to go if you just look for real estate meetups
0: sure sure yeah definitely and like the the coaches and the mentors there's probably you've seen a lot of cases where people actually just exchange value they provide something so let's say somebody like if you're looking for something in particular in your business right now and people would know that and they have the skill set that you need and they will fill in that with their skill set and they will ask it like would you be available to give me an advice like from time to time and you probably would say yes, and you know, like this is this is a good approach now. But you have to have yeah. some really valuable skill set to, to provide these people because again, they, they, these people are very busy, like most of them. And uh, yeah, you just have to figure what that is.
1: Yeah, so, no, absolutely, absolutely. And again, uh, mentors are those that provide full uh, service, full education, and go through that whole process. Coaches, on the other hand, is someone who will help you with personal development help you see the opportunities and hold you accountable and like um you know in my case i do uh, virtual masterminds for people as a coach so i i bring the folks together and i help all of them kind of continue moving forward with their goals. And everyone in the room may have different goals. We have people that are currently flipping. We have people that are investing actively or passively. It doesn't matter. What matters is everyone has their specific goals and their specific challenges. And uh, you share it in a group setting, in a safe group setting, um, and we help to keep each other accountable and we help to keep moving each of the member um forward
0: yeah it's a big family i mean yeah absolutely you got it yeah you're holding but you need holding hands you know because you talked about coaches it's good when somebody tells me something but i need somebody to hold my hand sometimes because that's that's the connection that i want to have and that's more impactful than just saying oh go do this and go do that you still need that but you need both you know, absolutely
1: yeah. completely agree with martinez yeah
0: yeah 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 so absolutely. what about you know uh your personal goals because you mentioned you know building goals and again for the people helping them to cherish you know and blossom in their business what about your personal goals because again accomplished all these tremendous things currently right now so maybe you can share a few you know business goals that you're planning to accomplish this year for your business as well
1: yeah, my goals are constantly changing. I'm actually in the process of revamping them. But essentially, you know, um, what I do is I look at where I'm at today and where I want to be, let's say, 12 months from now. And I, what I do is I try to break it down into small iterations, maybe six months iteration. And then I take the six month iteration that's currently going on and break it down even further let's say into two month iteration and within those two month iteration then i look uh, okay this is where i want to be in in two month time frame how am i going to get there for instance um i know that um i need to be consistent with social media and start posting every single day i haven't done it and i'm talking about linkedin i'm sorry in my case it's linkedin for other people maybe it's TikTok or insta or whatever else they use but um i'm, I'm working on my plan as to what i'm gonna post and how i'm gonna stick to that plan of posting on linkedin every single day and that's one of my goals that I'm, i'd like to get to within the next two months starting posting content um on a daily basis and I give you a lot of credit for doing your show on a daily basis. That's a ton of work and not everyone would yeah, yeah. sign up for this kind but of challenge. It's,
0: it's coming back to the family and the team. I mean, it's not only me who, who does that and, and, you know, cutting part and all of those things. So, I mean, it, like if, if you're running a business, like it's coming kind of really like you need people and you know yourself mm-hmm. ha- having like being very active in, in multifamily syndication. Like it's not even that like every business should have people. So yeah, like that's how you accomplish things. But sometimes I have to be alone, just like right now. But like this is a good time, you know. So so this is awesome. So maybe maybe you can expand a little bit more on on the social media part because I see like there's a lot of people again, real estate space is is very old. Like you you see this floats like quotes floating around landlords grow rich in their sleep or something like that, right? So it's it's been like like, it's been a lot of it's it's centuries and you know, 100 years before people became wealthy in real estate when they bought cents on a dollar like they bought they bought land like for, for pennies, and they became wealthy. So but now you know, everybody has this perspective, I'm just gonna do the business the old school way, which is you know, shaking hands meeting people face to face and now you're talking about the social media approach so what, what is your personal opinion should people and companies just like yours should they focus on social media and just get more people attention and do you think it, would that be beneficial for the companies in the future and now as well
1: yeah and uh social media is important if you're looking to build your thought leadership platform um because you have to build out um, a name that is associated with the brand, and that brand could be your name, it doesn't have to be a company name, mm-hmm. um, that's recognizable. And when I say recognizable, it doesn't mean that you know all the billions of people have to recognize it, but the community that you build around that brand has to recognize it. So it's really up to you how big or how small of a community you wanna build, and what kind of name um, you wanna put with the face and for people to recognize. But essentially, when that name, shows up in the news or when that name walks into the door or presents at the conference the audience that you build up um is going to be the one cheering and supporting for you and if you don't have that audience you essentially haven't built uh, that support that you will need when when you're doing one of those things and so it's it's really important to build that and to build that brand that people not only recognize but also trust because yeah. people work with other people but they work with other people that they trust until yeah. you establish and build that trust uh, no one's gonna um, want to work with you so you need to build that trust first and then people would want to work with you
0: yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and I know that you
0: love the Warren Buffett quotes that the one that you said. he has he has a similar quote saying about the trust, like it takes years to build the trust, but it yeah. takes minutes to break it. And, you know, yes. so exactly. That's the thing. Excellent. Still, yeah. So so you, you, you people need to build the trust. And that's like playing the long game. Because like, there's a lot of people and you probably know, like, I'm not gonna be picking on people, but like real estate is, is a, like, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? You wanna, you wanna position yourself for a long game and you wanna like do stuff now with like, particularly with social media. Like, you know, I think it's a must. I think it's definitely a must because, you know, if you just position for yourself right now, I mean, it's not only you, like everybody's who's watching and they're active. Because like in a downturn, I think it will work very greatly for them because people would be very, like the scarcity will be there, I think, right? People will be like, should I spend the money? Like I'm a business owner, but should I invest it? Maybe it will be a third, a fourth, a fifth thought in my head. The first thing will be, how do I save it? And second will be, maybe first one, how do I protect it? And second one, how do I expand my business in this time? So it probably won't be investing. So if you just, as a company, if people produce more on social media level, because when people are gonna sit at home and turn on TV, they're not gonna watch TV, I'll promise you that. They're gonna switch on the, 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 the phone and they're gonna do this. They're gonna scroll on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if, if those companies are being seen on those platforms, if people still don't have the money, they will find it, which in the cases, if they are a business owner, you have the money. And if you want something bad enough, you will spend the money. And that's why I think, you know, people should be on companies on social media, particularly now, because like, I don't know, we're probably not going to go into the details. How long is the winter going to be? But people, economists saying it's going to be a long one. So, you know, just positioning from that standpoint, I think it it will, you know, provide a lot of value for for the companies as well. Agreed. Agreed. So before we wander off, uh, you know, it's, it's been a phenomenal time, you know, having you on today. I mean, I, I learned, like, I-, I like you. Like, th- I had so many pre- prior guests prior to-, to this conversation. I bragged to everybody. I said, I will have Alina on. And everybody said, Thank you. she's very sharp. She said, she's very sharp. So I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, you know, I know she's going to be fixing my, you know, grammar and all of that. Which you did, like, you you just clarifying, it, you know, the things that I said wrong. And I just love it. You're just a great teacher, providing a lot of value to people, you know, again, building this family, building your presence in the market, like with the things that you're accomplished so far, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. We still didn't touch the business goals that you're planning to accomplish this year, but I'm sure they're pretty big. Uh, so for the people, if they're looking to get in contact with you for, again, real estate questions or passive investing, what will be those social media platforms for them to get in contact with you?
1: Sure. Sure. They can find me on my company's uh, site, samofinancial.com or through social media, which is LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram.
0: Awesome, awesome. And as always guys, all the links you're gonna find down below. So click one of the links. And again, the book list, don't forget to click the book list to check it out. All, all the books, grab some books, You know, help some uh, people at the same time as well. And you know, it's been a tremendous time. I really enjoyed it. So guys, if you feel exactly the same as I do, Click the like, subscribe to the channel, and as always, I'm gonna see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.